Many podcasters stick with the normal podcasting practices, but you, you're different. You like to be different and try different things. You do it like this, and then you break the mold. This is Podcasting Experiments, and this is where we focus on different things that we can try with our podcast to make them different and hopefully better. You can check out the website at podcastingexperiments.com. My name is Joshua Rivers from Podcast Guy Media, where I help people start and produce their podcast. This is the first episode of Season 6, where we are looking at local podcasting by talking to people who are doing a local podcast. Whether it's in their town, city, county, or state, these podcasters bring the focus of their podcast topic to their local region. Today, Jason Norris at PodcastLocal.com joins us to talk about local podcasting from the startup, recommended equipment, obstacles to building a successful podcast. Jason is a podcast producer, editor, consultant, and advocate. He shows the people how to use the concept of on-the-go learning to teach, train, tell stories, and change lives. Jason starts by explaining how he first got into podcasting. I started podcasting when I was working at Alabama Public Radio. We started as a, a station doing podcasts in 2006. We were a member station of NPR, and they had already begun podcasting at that point. And they had like 30, 40 different shows. And we were thinking about doing the same thing because we were producing a lot of content locally. And so we started podcasting. And one of the shows that I did on the air, it was called Alabama Life. And what we did is we took that radio show and uh, I edited it so it would be a podcast as well. And the main major edit was to take out all the music that we were allowed to do on the air, but it's not, it was not legally, you know, copyright uh, material in there. So we couldn't do that on the, you know, podcast. But that was our start or my start in podcasting as far as making podcasts. And I created artwork for some of the other shows that the newsroom was putting together, things like that. So Alabama Public Radio, that's where the podcasting began. Nice. So not only was it your first podcast, but it was basically a local podcast at the same time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That was what was cool because the program was not hard news. So it was not like, you know, just your typical news kind of stories. They're more interesting things that were happening in the Alabama community, pretty much the whole state of Alabama. And so that's the kind of stories we did. And then we made a show about that and we did public events and, but yeah, Alabama life was not hard news. Alabama life was more of connecting with the community and telling the stories of the people in Alabama. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I like that. And so if you were to go back to that time and start over again, what would you do differently? Hmm. If I were to go back, I think I would... Uh, now, let me tell you, part of my role at Alabama Life, I was the host, but a lot of the stories were produced by the folks in the newsroom. And my wife was in the newsroom at one point, and so we also 
would go and went to Huntsville and did an interview there. I would have gotten more involved myself going out and talking to local people and getting local sounds. And that's it sounds kind of crazy, but there are various things that you know, create sounds that we're all familiar with. Like in Tuscaloosa, there was Denny Chimes. It's on the campus and every hour it's going off, but it's like a very familiar kind of thing. Well, there's sounds like that all over the state in different places. And so I think I would have gone out to talk to more people myself and gotten these sounds, maybe get a little bit of background and history about these sounds and things like that. And I would have done more of the kinds of things that I've written about or podcasted about on my website, podcastlocal.com. And I would have looked more at local people, the places, history, telling more history uh, stories. I think one of the best ways to get out there would be doing local opinions. And it could be opinions about national kinds of events or international events, but it's the idea of going to your community and asking your community, what do you think about this? You know, the whole man on the street interviews or Vox Pop, uh, you know, depending on where you've heard of that. I think I would have done a lot more of that. Okay. Maybe kind of going along the lines of those as far as what you would have done. So can you kind of turn that into what would be the advice that you would give to somebody that is looking to start a local podcast or a geographic type podcast? Well, let's take public radio, for instance. As far as national public radio is concerned, they're fine. They're doing fine financially and everything. But the local stations, they're in a different place. Generally speaking, a local public radio station, for instance, they have to basically purchase the national public radio stories that they want to air. Not the stories, but the shows. So if you want This American Life, you had to pay for it. If you wanted, you know, Morning Edition and All Things Considered, uh, the main news programs, you have to pay a fee to national public radio in order to air that on your local station. Well, obviously, that costs a lot of money. And every time we would do a fun drive a couple of times a year, we would get on there and we would talk about, hey, if you really like this show, please support it by paying for it and we'll send you a coffee mug or something like that in reward, you know, for that. But the thing is, the local stations at some point You can just see where this is going. National Public Radio and all these others, they don't need a local station necessarily to distribute their shows anymore. And so for local stations, and this could be for individuals too that uh, like this kind of programming, the local stations, if they're going to survive to be able to pay for the shows and pay for the transmitter and all the uh, costs of everyone that's working at the station, if they're going to pay for all of that, they really need to figure out some different ways to do it. And I think the ideal way is for the radio station to focus on its local community. And yes, you could just focus on it and only put it on the radio. That would, that would be one way. 
But what happens when you just really cannot afford that transmitter anymore? At some point, you know, you've got to move to a different place. And I think for public radio and not in commercial radio could do this too. If they really started focusing on their local community, telling the stories of their community on the air, but also as a podcast at the same time, then if it ever came down to it that we just can't afford this radio station anymore and all the overhead, they already have a local podcast, which has very little overhead in comparison. And even if they sold the radio station, you still have your local podcast that you have made a good connection with the community. I think that is something that radio stations need to think about, public or commercial. But then if you think about it from another standpoint, you as an individual person in your community, you could do so much better possibly than even the local radio stations that are there especially the ones that don't focus on the community. You could go out and you could talk to people in your community. You could go interview the businesses in your community. Every once in a while, there's like a big event that happens. And uh, I remember in one town that I grew up in, in Alabama, there was something called Mule Day. The city went from 4,000 people to like 25,000 people on Mule Day because everybody came to this event. And that's a local event that's huge for all sorts of stories. So whether you're covering the events or the people, telling the stories about interesting places, there's so many places then people and to talk to that I would think that would be one of the best ways to make a difference in your community. You go start it. If the radio station doesn't care to do it, that's fine. You know, leave them be. You go do it and you can tell the stories of your community. You can bring the community together in a very interesting way. And basically, you can be your own local radio station, but with the uh, added benefit of making this a podcast. I love how you kind of uh, took it from different angles, looking at it from the radio station angle, as well as somebody that doesn't have that affiliation. Now, actually, thinking of that, though, I guess it probably could be maybe an opportunity for someone if they want to start a local podcast or not connected with the radio station in any way yet, that that could be potentially a way that they could get into it and be able to help support the local radio at the same time. Yeah, that might happen. You just never know. I mean, from time to time, I hear about people with podcasts that are getting, you know, their podcast played on a radio station. Uh, Jared Morris does one about Indiana basketball. So he started doing shorter segments for like, you know, the Alexa devices and things like that. And so the three minute or so episodes that he would produce, a local radio station decided they would really like to play that. And so they were able to work that out and put that in as a little segment on the air. There's definitely some overlap, I, I think, between all of this. Now, one thing I always am curious about, I've seen several different things being used as far as equipment, technology, and things like that. So what would be your recommendation for some equipment to be able to do local podcasting? Yeah, I have on my uh you know, it's not just podcast local. I've got another one. It's just the on the go FM podcast. And I have on there 
what I call rules for podcasting. And these are not like literally, these are the rules and you have to follow them. But I do them because I think they're encouraging. It gets you to thinking about some things. And for me personally, I try to follow by these rules. And uh, rule four in podcasting for me, start with what you have and then upgrade as you go. Not making a really big deal about it. For instance, if you have an iPhone, you already have a really good device right there that you could get out and start talking to people. You could take that iPhone out and you could start recording, especially the local opinions, but you could even go to the events and record at people are, that are there. And it's one of those that the device is good enough without even buying an extra microphone to go with it. That can only enhance it if you do. But if this is all you have, but you really want to test this out and see what it's like to do a local podcast, and you want to go to one of the events that's going on in your community and just talk to people about the event as they're there, getting the ambience of the, the background and everything in there. You know, if you want to go do that, I say just start with what you have. So if that's all you've got, the iPhone, go for it. If you have like that ATR2100 microphone, which is rel relatively cheap, or the one I'm actually using right now is the AT2005. And so it's like there's some really good mics that are not expensive. And just get out there and go record. And as you do it, and as you get more used to it, and if you decide that you want to upgrade, then, well, uh, one of the recent purchase that we had gotten was the uh, Zoom H6. And my wife is using it right now. She goes out into our community to record on location, but record various local business owners talking about their business and their history in the city of Richardson. So I would say that would be the very best thing. Don't worry so much about the quality, but do something like your phone or one of these other microphones, and you're already going to sound pretty good. And then just learn some mic technique and things like that. And of course, editing. <laughs> but even the editing doesn't have to be severe, you know. In fact, uh, one of the things that I do recommend is that using a, a service like Auphonic, where it will level the audio so it doesn't go crazy volume inside the, the file, but it also makes it loud enough that people can hear it without being necessarily too loud. And it's like there's some simple things. Okay, if you've never done this before, it's not simple. But these are simple little things that you could learn to do fairly easily and then make the point of getting out there and actually start doing your podcast. There's a community uh, meetup in the Dallas area. It's called Podcast Dallas. And it's been fun to go to. And there are, every once in a while, there will be people that have been to the meetup for like, I mean, this meets every month. Okay. And they've been there for like, six months, a year, and they've been coming to these meetings. And sometimes they will say that they still have not started their podcast. Now, it's not because of, I don't think, that they don't know what they're doing. They've been to all of these meetups and they're hearing this stuff all the time. 
It's just that I think there's a hesitation to actually get out there and just really start doing it. And I think if you kind of don't worry about it too much and don't worry that, oh, um, is this going to sound professional enough or am I going to reach a point where I'm getting 100 downloads, 1,000, 10,000 downloads and not even worrying about any of that kind of thing, but to get out there and talk to the people. I mean, the community is your people that live in that community and it's you going out to talk to them. And if you talk to them just on your phone or some uh, relatively cheap equipment, that's totally fine. Get out there, talk to them, let them talk to you, hear their voices, and then put it all together and release these episodes so that people can hear the voices of your community talking about everything that interests the people in your community. Now, one thing I know, well, any podcaster has had some kind of struggle, but I know that you have ran into some struggles with a podcast that you were trying to start. So what has been your biggest struggle with local podcasting? <laughs> well, um, okay. I could start at Fort Worth because that was the, our first local podcast. This is, you know, after Alabama Life. I mean, this was the one that we're doing on our own, my wife and me. We came to Fort Worth, Texas from Alabama in 2007. It was for me to go to seminary. So I did, and I got my degree, and then did a little extra doctoral work and things like that. But one of the things that I started missing was being in radio and doing that kind of thing. So I thought, well, maybe I could start podcasting. And we did. Okay, so long story short, we started a local one for Fort Worth. By this time, we had been in Texas now for like nine years. And we got to really thinking about what if this is just make our home here, not just coming here for school, but like make this our home, put our roots down. This is going to be at Fort Worth, Texas. That's where we're going to live. She actually wrote about it on a blog, a mom's blog in Fort Worth. And I did an episode where I was talking about that too. Actually, not an episode. I wrote an article for Pottertainment Magazine about local podcasting, but especially, you know, putting our roots down. And it was like, just as soon as we make that comment, my wife gets a really good job offer in Richardson, Texas. Now, we're in the Metroplex, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. But I got to tell you, driving from Fort Worth to Richardson, it took about an hour and a half one way. And the traffic is crazy. And it was like, we can't stay in Fort Worth and, and her take this job. So we moved. Now we're not doing a local Fort Worth podcast anymore. And then it was like, what are we going to do? So we got settled in in Richardson. And we got to thinking, you know, we really want to do a local podcast here. So we started talking about it. Another event was going on at the time that we were planning to put this podcast together. And is we were uh, almost ready to have a baby, <laughs> our third. So it became challenging, but we thought that we could still make this work, even with the new baby on the way. And long story short, there were a lot more complications with this third baby than we expected. 
And it took more out of us than we realized. And so the podcast that we had been planning for Richardson and, and talking about on podcast local episodes, like here's our planning, here's how we're doing it. We only got one episode completed and we published it. But, but at that time, life, everything else in life except podcasting, everything else got very busy and very stressful in so many ways. And so what we ended up having to do is we just didn't go beyond it. In fact, you could technically say that the show pod faded after one episode, which is it's very sad, you know, when you look back on it. And so um, anyway, that taught us a lot and and it taught me a lot. So over the time since then, I've, I've done some other things from with some other podcasts and other consulting and editing and things like that. And the thing is, I start to look at this now in a very different way. And one is that part about what I said about just getting out and going doing this, even with whatever equipment you have. Part of the change in me since that is that it's like, it does not matter to a large extent how incredibly great your podcast is when you start. Because it, especially if you've never done this before, it's going to take some effort and a learning curve, and it probably won't sound as great today as it will be in a year or two or three years from now if you stay consistent with it. But also, we have now gotten two years into, you know, since our baby was born, and now things have changed a little bit, and we have going a different direction with our local podcast. We are actually in the time of this recording. My wife has already gotten four interviews, then I am working on editing those. And basically, I'm taking the role of producer, and she is taking the role of being the host and the uh, interviewer. And she really likes that. She used to be in journalism, so this is kind of getting a chance for her to get back into that. But we're not putting a super amount of stress on it. The idea is that we know some folks, so we'll contact them and say, hey, can we set up an interview? Sure. And we'll do an interview. And we're going to get these things, Lord willing, we are going to start producing this local podcast on a more regular basis. It might be an episode every couple of weeks or something like that, or we might do the seasonal approach and just put out several and take a break and then whatever we can do. We want to be connected with this community to learn more about this community and to be a part of it in this way. This is our way of contributing to the community is by telling the stories of this community. And it took us a while to get here. And it's still a while, you know, before we get it going like we would like it to go. But for right now, I'm grateful that we were able to move forward even though it had been a struggle and a process for a long time. I like that you were able to be able to identify and face these struggles and you're willing to talk about it. I don't take that lightly. And then being able to learn from it and be able to come to a place to where you're like, okay, I just need to, we just need to realize that we can just do what we can do. Now for somebody that has a local podcast, in your experience, how can somebody 
be able to grow their audience with a local podcast? Hmm. Well, I think when it comes to local podcast or, you know, when you're thinking about the geography and it's going to be within this smaller area, it's not necessarily topical. However, within that geography, you still can be topical. In fact, there was a, a name that I liked uh, as far as like when we were planning this local podcast, I thought something like Richardson Rocks would be just really awesome, you know, and uh, you can actually buy a dot rocks domain now. And I thought, oh, that would be a really cool. So Richardson Rocks as in that terminology of, hey, this is a really cool place. My wife didn't really like that one as much, but what she said is that it sounds more like that you would be covering the music scene here in Richardson, and and she was like, you know, that's probably not the area that we're going to cover. So, but that's a point, right? You know, you could say your podcast is local, but it's focused on the local musicians who live in Richardson, who perform in Richardson at the various uh, venues. And that could be your podcast. You know, your, your podcast might not care at all to go to the local library or anything like that. But what you're going to do is you're going to talk to the musicians who are in your local community. So you not only have the geographic niche, but now you're choosing within that geography what area I'm going to focus on. And then, of course, if you chose in that case the music, then you would be promoting your podcast toward the people that would really like to hear the music here or know more about the musicians that live here. So that's one way to do it is to pick an area or, for instance, news. You might think in terms of covering in a more journalistic kind of way the community. It's like forget the TV news or even the local radio news. It's like, hey, I'm going to focus here and tell stories in the way I think it should be told. And following the whole journalism code of ethics, preferably. But you would be able to choose a niche and then contact the people that you think would be interested in that kind of niche. Right now, what we're doing, my wife has interviewed some business owners, and there's also a, a local place called the Eisman Center, and major performances come through here. And so she was able to talk with uh, a representative from there, the name of the show, by the way, is This is Richardson. And the idea with this is we want to look and basically explain, like, if somebody said, what is Richardson? I was like, well, it's the Eisman Center. This is Richardson, you know, because the kind of performances that they put on there, this is part of what Richardson is. It's part of what makes up this community. So this is Richardson. It's also Woody B's Barbecue, you know, a local business owner who has something named Woody B's Barbecue, and he does really good food, but it's like he's got a bigger story beyond that. And the same thing with a dance studio and Pure Bar and, you know, you name it, the churches and everything. It's like there's something about these people and these places here. It all makes up this community. And so we could pretty much talk to anyone about anything that happens here. So it's a broader thing. But now what we're doing to promote it, we have to talk to people locally and promote it. 
So we'll talk to the business owners that we're interviewing and then get some interest from not only from them, maybe they could even put up a little flyer in their restaurant or their place of business and promote the podcast that way. Because not only are they a part of it, you know, it's like they know this is a thing, a community organization. So there's a lot of different ways to do that. Yeah, I think I've heard several of those before, but I really like that concept of kind of like having your podcast being kind of like an intersection still of both geographic and topic. We've talked about a lot of different things about local podcasting. Is there anything that you can think of off the top of your head that you think should be mentioned at this point that we haven't talked about yet? Well, I will say this. I've got the guide where I put 10 different ways to create a local podcast. And I think all 10 and even more uh, that this is really great. But I will say this, when it comes to your local podcast, the number one most important thing about a local podcast is the people. The people make up your community. Yes, you may have an interesting historical place. You might have some amazing events that come there to your community uh, every year. You might have the local news that you do and all of this kind of stuff. You can do it, but when it comes right down to it, it's people. And the people, their voices need to be heard. The way I call it, you tell the stories of your community to your community. So these are the stories of the local people who live right around you, and you're telling the stories that they have to the other people who live right around you in that geography, in that same geographic niche. Now, yes, I know there are what you might call tourist podcasts or things like that. It's like it's for everyone outside of my community to try to get them to come here. And that's totally fine, too. It's still a local podcast. But I think what makes a local podcast really powerful and the have the potential to make an impact on your community, maybe even change your community, is to really focus locally on the people and let the people tell the stories to the other people in your community. Well, very good. Well, thank you very much, Jason, for joining us today. Now, where would you like to point people to if they would like to find out more about you and what you're doing. I would say that the easiest way is to go to podcastlocal.com. Now, when you get there, you'll start to notice that I do other things. I've got another network. I do things focused on ministry podcasts and, you know, you name it. If I can think of a podcast about it, I'm going to try to make one. But the main place is uh, <laughs> podcastlocal.com. That's where that free guide is that people can get. And right now, the episodes are mainly archived episodes from when we were doing this more on a regular basis. But I am, with the new things that I'm doing at On The Go FM, I want to start doing more local podcast local episodes as well. And so the main thing is go to podcastlocal.com and that's where you can get the guide and you can also contact me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Podcasting Experiments. If you found this episode helpful, 
share it with someone you think would also benefit. Together, let's help raise the bar for podcasting. Check out the website at podcastingexperiments.com. Do you want to take your podcast to the next level, but just don't have the time to make it happen? Is your time stretched to the max, struggling just to get your next podcast episode out? Do you need help just getting started? Podcast Guy Media can offer the solution to both recover your time and improve your podcast. Go to podcastguymedia.com and find out how.